Hi, everybody. This is Stacy from Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is the fourth and final episode of our Advent series, and it's titled Love. The excitement and anticipation of celebrating Jesus's birth is now only one week away. Can you believe it? In the midst of all the Christmas lights, the parades, and really unhealthy junk food that we all tend to eat during this time of year, we have something even sweeter than candies and cookies. The Savior of the world is given to us out of love. When you hear the word love, you may think of a Hallmark movie or a touchy, feely, emotional reaction, public displays of affection, things like that. Sometimes it's even associated with or used in place of the word lust. But biblical love goes so much deeper than the worldly feeling of love we talk about while we're here on this earth. You've probably heard these verses from the book of Corinthians before. These verses were written by Paul while in Corinth about the importance of love, which ultimately can be used as both an adjective and a noun for God. They're from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, and this is the NIV that I'm reading from. The first is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, and it reads, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all that I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. The second verse is from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, it reads, Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And the final verse is from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, when we think of worldly love, and possibly even when we hear these scriptures speak about love, we're thinking of the word as a feeling. But what if we thought about these words as an action? Not just falling in and out of love with people or with things, but 
actually choosing to serve them, to walk with them, to do life with them, no matter what our feeling is in that moment. Now let's go a step further to say it's a state of being or God's character, not simply a feeling or an action, but a non-circumstantial way of living. As you'll find out in the Bible Project videos, there are lots of different words in lots of different languages for the simple word love in English. Ahava, love in Hebrew, is a true feeling of love and put into action because of that love. So the love of a husband, a wife, a parent, child. Agape, love in Greek, which is used many times in the New Testament, was a new type of meaning of love. An always state of being of God, shown through Jesus Christ by self-sacrifice. Jesus even preached about these different types of love in the language Aramaic with the word ramka. You can say it in whatever language you'd like, but the true biblical meaning of love is describing who God is. God equals love. His true love is described and is shown in Christ Jesus. As explained in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he ahava loved the world as our parent, that he agape love sacrificed his one and only son to save it. When Jesus was walking the earth, he continuously did self-sacrifice, not only on the cross on his death, but through serving man during his life. Most importantly, he served as people he knew couldn't ever repay him, even if they wanted to, but he never expected any payment in return. Jesus is the embodiment of love in action. Now, I know we've gone through a few verses already, but we do have one verse to meditate on today, and that is from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. That last part, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us, should describe the essence of the state of being of love throughout the Bible. If God equals love and God lives in us and works through us, then God's love makes us whole. Then God's love overflows and shows the world what true love really is. The world often says that we should love one another no matter the circumstance or person. This is true, but what is love? And no, the next line is not, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> the answer is love is God and God is love. What God shows us in the Bible and through Jesus Christ is exactly what love is. It's everything Paul lists in 1 Corinthians that we mentioned earlier in all those verses. Love is the greatest of faith, hope, and love because it completes and unites all people in Christ Jesus. We need to indulge in the word every day so that we can understand what love looks like and feels like. Then we need to let that word and the Holy Spirit change us. 
so that we can live it out into action. And we continue to live it out until it also becomes our character or our state of being. This is why Jesus gives us the commandment to love others as he has loved us. Allow God to create this new character in us that automatically does self-sacrificial love with no expectation of repayment from anyone. So let's get out there and love some people. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode and throughout our entire Advent series. We love you all and are truly appreciative that we can experience God's love together through this ministry. We hope you've enjoyed these episodes as we reflect and celebrate the joyful anticipation of the birth and return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll add a link to this week's love playlist on Spotify in the description box, along with the Bible Project videos that relate to this love biblical word study. Let us know what you think by heading over to HolySpiritSoapbox.com and you can live chat with us or Reach out to us on any of our social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever's best for you. We just, we would love to hear from you all. Now, if you wish to do so, please join me in prayer by taking your preferred prayer posture. Let's talk to God. Our Father, thank you for showing us what true love looks like in Christ Jesus. We know we try to define love as only an emotion or a feeling, But to you, love is self-sacrificial and your exact character that you want to show through us and give light to this world. Your sacrifice on the cross and your resurrection proves how much you love us, so that we may never see eternal death if we choose to follow you. We ask that you continue to remind us each day in your word and to take us away from our doubts so that we can truly love you and love others. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.